You're listening to This Week on NFL No Huddle, featuring the top interviews from this past week's show with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. NFL No Huddle airs live weekdays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern on the NFL on TuneIn. Hello and welcome to This Week on NFL No Huddle. It's a special edition of the program bringing you the best moments of our Super Bowl 52 coverage from Radio Row in Minneapolis. So now let's take you to Minnesota. Let's say hello to Redskins quarterback Kirk Cousins, who joins us on behalf of Verizon. Kirk, great to see you. Thanks for taking the time. And let's start with your college career because a lot of folks forget Nick Foles started his career at Michigan State before transferring to Arizona. How long have you known him? What's your relationship like? Yeah, that's right. We were teammates back in 2007. And even funnier is that uh, the starter at the time when Nick and I were backing up was Brian Hoyer, who's now the back of the Tom Brady. So it's funny how as 10 or 11 years have passed, we all go our separate ways, but uh, our paths still seem to cross. So uh, really pulling for for both of those guys this weekend. But, uh, you know, certainly want to see Nick have a great game. And, yeah, we were we were teammates freshman year, had math class together and, you know, did the whole freshman freshman life together. Well, you you move on and get to the National Football League and and you come in uh, in the fourth round. Uh, You and RG3 come in in the same draft, which is crazy for a team uh, to be able to do something. Give me your take on where you were were coming out of college going into the draft and knowing that RG3 was ahead, but you really wanted to have an opportunity to truly compete for that job. Yeah, you know, it's... uh This career is just a marathon, not a sprint. And I did feel like knowing I wasn't going to be a top 10 pick, the odds of me going somewhere and starting right away were were pretty slim. So I knew it was going to be looking for the long haul. And when I got drafted to Washington, I felt like getting drafted to a team coached by Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. I just felt really good about being under their coaching, knowing that that would serve me well no matter what happened in my career. And I, I do think now looking back after six seasons, that proved to be true. And I was very fortunate to end up there. And it was a great learning experience for me as I went through the process. Chatting with Kirk Cousins, who joins us on behalf of Verizon. So because we're talking about your path through the NFL and you started your career as a backup, how much admiration do you have for Nick Foles and what he's achieved this year? Uh, It's just a tough job to come in uh, off the bench for a team that's been doing everything right. And uh, your margin for error appears to be so small because the, the standard of expectation at the quarterback position with what Carson Wentz was doing was so high. And, uh, and yet Nick's gone in here and just had a great game after great game in the playoffs on big stages. And uh, he's got one more big stage to go, but uh, uh, happy for him and the success he's had. And uh, it'll be, you know, another exciting NFL game, another exciting Super Bowl, two great teams that have had great years. And that's, I guess, what you want if you're part of this league. You mentioned a marathon, and particularly for the quarterbacks, for sure it is. Um, You came in as a backup, and and there's a chip that has to be on your shoulder in order to maintain and endure through the process of seeing certain things unfold in front of you, knowing that in some cases you probably can do a better job, right? So all of a sudden you get your chance, and and it's almost as if from afar, playing the position, being in the league, understanding the business side. When we heard the sounds of ooh-wee, and you like that. (laughs) I think we might have that. We may have that. Show audio is important. Yeah, and so when hearing that, and I think I saw you do it to uh, maybe one of the business guys or whatever, were you basically saying, "Is this enough to prove to you guys that I am worthy of being a starter on this football team?" You know, it's uh, it's been a funny journey. I thought it was and, funny, uh, man. It was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah, viral, was, big moment. Yeah. Oh, it was nice, man. It was good. No doubt. But you understand, Cordell, more than anybody, uh, that this league will beat you up. It'll test you. Oh yeah. Uh, and you just have to. 
ignore the noise, keep going, stay the course. And, and when you're a backup, you know, you, you, you want the opportunity to play. But then when you play, you realize all that comes with that and the challenges yeah. that are thrown <laughs> at you. So it really never ends. And you just have to continue to stack up years and grind and push through stuff and just believe that tough times don't last and tough people do. And uh, choose to be a tough person and believe that if you do that, good things will happen. Chatting with Kirk Cousins, who's teamed up with Verizon. You've matched up with Philadelphia twice a year within the division since you took over the starting job. What makes this defense so tough this year? And do you think they can apply some pressure to Tom Brady on Sunday? I have great respect for the Eagles for their defense. I think it starts with their pass rush, which goes back to, I believe, Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator. He talks about, you know, we tackle the running back on the way to the quarterback. And so their focus is to get a pass rush relentlessly all game long. And they have so much depth there with their first-round pick, Barnett. They got Chris Long, plus the guys they already had in Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Vinnie Curry. So they have so much depth. They can rotate guys in. They keep people fresh. And then the pass rush is just relentless all game long. And if you get behind, now you're forced to drop back and you really play into their hands. So um, really good defense, great coaching, great players in the back end and guys like Malcolm Jenkins. They got pro bowlers all over the field. And, um, you know, they, they provided a challenge for people all season long. We actually had some some success against them at times, but, uh, um, you know, they, they certainly got on a roll this year. Both these teams have done a phenomenal job, I would say, of protecting the quarterbacks. Uh, one team, of course, in Philly, Carson Wentz, and then all of a sudden Nick Foles come out of nowhere. And the last couple games of the season were kind of sketchy. Uh, but, you know, that was... Let's just finish the season and move towards something a little bit bigger, I would think, considering how good he played against Atlanta and Minnesota. Tell us how important it is to have that continuity up front to allow the quarterback and also the play caller to be able to put you guys in a position that allows you to be as efficient and and execute the plays as well as you can. Oh, I think in general, continuity is so important in this game because it is such a complex game. And uh, when you have to have a revolving door, it makes life tough. But uh, the offensive line position is tough to develop. I don't think that guys are coming out of college fully ready for what these NFL pass rushers are bringing to the table. And so it takes time to develop linemen. And and, uh, it's hard to just plug and play a group of guys. You have to really invest in them and build up a group and give them confidence and there's a large mental side of the game too of the protections and the complications there and the identifications and the blitzes in the front so you just said a lot to the listeners <laughs> we break it down there's a lot, the NFL there's a lot to do there but uh uh you, know, you gotta have a great offensive line coach gotta have guys who, who are willing to work and uh uh, it is a big part of being successful as a quarterback as you know it helps to get the ball out of your hand quickly oh yeah timing <laughs> is everything Kirk cousins is our guest on the nfl on tune in as a peer of Tom Brady, are you as astonished as we are as fans, Cordell's the player, I'm the loud guy on this show, that mm-hmm. somehow, some way, he's getting better as he gets older? He's the only guy I can think of who's defeating time right now. Yeah, but he's also the only guy who, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but who really took his health and his body to the level that he's taken it. It just wasn't something people were doing in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. You know, I don't think they had the knowledge. But uh, I do believe that as players take that more seriously, I do think you'll see more careers last. I mean, the Drew Breeses and those kinds of guys, too, will continue to play uh, into a much longer uh, career than most guys have in the past. And, um, you know, that's what's made Tom great is his arm has gotten stronger as he's gotten older. He's he's healthier now. He feels better now than he did at 25, he said. And it's a really unique thing to say, but the proof is in the pudding. And uh, for a guy like me who's turning 30 this next year, uh, I want to make sure 30 is the new 20. And I got a long ways to go in this league, and, and I'm only getting better, and I'm hitting my prime and hitting my stride as opposed to starting to slow down. And I think I'm going to try to follow the same pattern that the Breezes and the Braves I was going to ask, are you embracing what these yeah. greats are doing right now? I'm trying to, you know, uh, while they're peers of mine in some sense, I mean, I was in middle school when Tom won his first Super Bowl. So in a lot of ways, you know, I'm they're, they're guys that I'm trying to follow after, trying to learn from, trying to study from a distance and pick their brains when I run across them. And um, to the degree that they're willing to share input, I'm trying to, to soak it up. And, uh, you know, things like diet and sleep and 
uh, preparation and uh, leadership and you know coaching your teammates and all that and that's something I have grown into now and I, you know, I'm only six years into this league and I'm hoping the next six years can be a really good run for me I guess you could say Tom Brady has evolved uh, in a way where he's allowing the times whether it's technology or whatever eating sleeping as you mentioned to really help his game uh, get to a level where at 40 years old it seemed like he's playing like in his mid-30s or maybe right. earlier uh, what are you doing to try to because I know when I came in the league uh, back in 1995 it was just lift weights yeah, get yeah. strong get fast eat right. you know try to make the great reach same from a from a technique standpoint somewhat the same things but there's so many different avenues you guys can go right. uh, go by go through in order to get to where you want to what are you doing to keep yourself together because if Tom Brady's doing it at 40 yeah. and you're just 30 that means you have 10 years plus to be able to play in this league, what are you doing to keep yourself together? Oh, it's a, it's a lot. It's quite a bit. You know, it's, you know, looking at my training saying, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? So I'm not just lifting weights. I'm really taking it, you know, to another level with my training and my movements and making sure my body's well prepared for what I, what gets thrown at me in an NFL season from a diet standpoint, you know, doing blood draws and food allergy tests mm -hmm. and trying to take my diet to a whole nother level to figure out what's the best possible way I can be eating to help my longevity from a sleep standpoint, you know, studying my sleep, wearing sensors to get an idea of how well am I sleeping? What's the quality of sleep I'm getting? How many hours do I Drago. need? Just continuing to gather and research. In. How does that impact family life? Loved ones? They just say it's part of your job and they well, go, okay, get in that hyperbaric chamber. We'll yeah. talk to you later. Now, I know I, you have one of those, right? We do own a hyperbaric chamber. But, yep. you know, the, the fun thing for me is, is uh, my wife has gotten on board, too. So she, oh, cool. uses, she uses the chamber as much as I do. She enjoys learning about sleep. She's started the revamp her diet as well. So, you know, we're a team. We've done it together. And it's been kind of fun. And that's really been a blessing for me to marry somebody who's really going through this NFL career with me. And we're doing it together. That, that's a lot of fun. Well, you, you know, you said the family's from Georgia. I won't say exactly where because it's nobody's business, but you're in Georgia. <laughs> I will make sure I get your contact so I can use that hyperbaric chamber. There you but, go. Uh, as you move forward through this process of what you have going on, you know it, uh, a couple years of getting a franchise tag and, and not having that long-term commitment that I think as a quarterback you deserve. I was riding with you uh, the time in which you were you were making a run of trying to get to the playoffs your first year, starting to get into the playoffs. And, and of course, you know how it goes. Um, where do you really want to be? Um, is it that you want to be somewhere where you're wanted? Is it somewhere you want to be where you just want to stay where you are because it's comfortable? Or you just want to go somewhere where you can actually have an opportunity to win? I think it all comes down to winning at the end of the day. That's what it's about, um, especially at this stage in my career where um, I've experienced, you know, um, being able to be franchise tagged and having those opportunities and playing and you know, being a part of a, a team that went to the playoffs, but we lost our playoff game. Um, just want to win. And I, I think that can be Washington, but certainly want to, you know, give myself the best chance to win. And that's where my focus is going to lie, not only this year, this offseason, but every year going forward. That's really what it's about now. Yep. You know the lame analogy that the franchise tag is like dating somebody, not marrying them. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the financial It's a good terms. date, though, by the way. <laughs> Was that a mental burden at all, knowing that? And, and I know that the counter is going to be you got to prove yourself every Sunday. Yeah. But it's a different approach when you have a one-year guarantee versus a multi-year guarantee. Yeah, you know, we've, we've talked it to death in the D.C. area locally, but uh, really, you know, the first year... You know, I, I think my mindset was I, I want to do a long-term deal, get this over with. I don't want a date. Uh, I think the team had a different approach. You know, they wanted to see another season, which my agent, you know, told me that that's totally fine. That's understandable. We have to be okay with that, and let's just go play and prove that we belong. 
uh, after that first year of doing that, then, you know, my, my mindset shifted and I said, okay, you know, I, I think I'd like to just go year to year at this point and um, I'd like to date. So uh, that was kind of the way it went out and, um, you know, we'll see where we go from here. Dating is always the beginning process. <laughs> That's we right. know that. You, you you gotta start the, somewhere. You're the best at it. I'll just say that. I just have to get some notes from you. It has worked out very oh, well for Kirk Cousins. Cousins. <laughs> so good for my guys. They're going to teach classes at business school. <laughs> Follow Kirk Cousins when it comes to dollars and cents. Yes, indeed. But, but when looking at this game that we have coming up, because I, I know sometimes it gets overbearing when talking about that stuff back in Washington. But, you know, we have to. Sure. But being that we're here in Minnesota, uh, when looking at these two teams, um, there's some pluses and minus with both of them. There's more pluses than anything. I think that's why they're here. But what do you like most about Philadelphia in comparison to New England? Because I think Philadelphia, to me, they're just a rugged football team. Yeah. And they play hard and prepared yeah. to go into overtime if needed. Uh, my experience being around some of those guys in the Eagles in the offseason and just hearing about their culture and their team is um, – they seem to have an extra heartbeat, man. They seem to play hard for one another. They seem to just really have a good core group of guys, good leaders, just a good locker room. And I think a lot of teams say they have that, but um, they, the Eagles really seem to have built quite a, uh, a group with, that plays maybe with an extra heartbeat. And I think that's maybe a piece of the pie for them that, uh, that not every team has. And uh, I think it's helped them and elevate their play as a group and as a unit. But, uh, you know, their defense is certainly stout and they've got a lot of money invested in that defensive line. And they've, they've gotten a return on that investment with the way they've, they've been able to, to play this year. Let's wrap it up with some commerce. You have teamed up with Verizon. What are the details? Yeah, I'm here with Verizon this week, uh, just helping to get the word out about their new loyalty program called Verizon Up. And uh, uh, Verizon Up customers uh, will have access this week to their lounge, the Verizon Up Lounge, which is downtown at Super Bowl Live. I'll be there later this afternoon. But, uh, um, you know, it's just a great uh, customer loyalty program that if you are a Verizon customer, you can download uh, through the My Verizon app and, uh, and become a part of Verizon Up. And then if you're not a Verizon customer, I just want to encourage people to, to take a look. Uh, it's time to switch over to the best network there is. And uh, Verizon's done a ton of work here in the Minneapolis area to get ready for the Super Bowl week and to give fans the best possible experience with their network. And so they've improved uh, the network 500% in the region and really tricked out the stadium two years in advance to make sure that uh, this week will be very, very good week for fans from a Verizon uh, perspective. Great way to download the TuneIn app as well and catch all the Redskins action that we have here on TuneIn. Finally, no need for a bake sale. The franchise tenders worked out very well, <laughs> but have you been able to monetize? You like that? or we, I can think of a ringtone, t-shirt, hat. In, There's yeah. a lot of money That's on the you, table man. here, Kirk. Lock it in, bro. Well, you know, it happened during the season. Unfortunately, the moment happened right before our bye week, so I did have some time on the bye week to just talk about, okay, what do we do now? Right. And uh, we ended up selling some t-shirts and we nice. raised about 40 thousand dollars for charity which was a really cool thing and then uh you know we got the trademark on it just in case you wanted to do something we've done a little bit here and there and then donated the proceeds to charity it by no means has been a franchise tag but uh (laughs) but it's been a fun deal and we'll probably continue to just keep the copyright and see what what comes up in the future and you know my thing is i want to have a career for the next several years that creates a few more you like that moment so hopefully that that happens trust me you have it coming in your trust me it's in your favor regardless of how it goes but this game you see coming up, who do you see winning this football game and, and give us a reason why? Yeah, great question. I'd love to get your thoughts too, but um, you know, it's hard to go against the Patriots and Bill Belichick and that culture and that team and, and Tom Brady. And um, I think that'll be the popular pick. I'm probably going to be in that same camp. I, I do think it'll be close early. I think that uh, uh, they can hang with them. And I, I just see late in the game, you know, whether it's coming out of the second half, making some halftime adjustments, whether it's the fourth quarter, I just see the Patriots probably distancing themselves. And it could be a play that has nothing to do with Tom Brady. It could be a special teams play. It could be a defensive play they just seem like such a well-rounded team and well-coached and handle situational football so well so that would probably be my prediction but um i am really pulling for nick Foles, being that we were college teammates and uh 
you know, wouldn't mind seeing those Eagles, um, you know, have a, have a positive day. I'll say this. I mean, they're in your division, so you know right. who they are. I mean, you've seen them play literally for 60 minutes yeah. plus and capable of doing it. But one thing I see about this team different than the rest of the teams they played, even Jacksonville, is in the second half, the adjustments that are made with New England, those same adjustments are made with Philly. Sure. To the point where the teams that had opportunities to beat New England this year, in the second half, they took the foot off the, be- off the pedal. This Philadelphia team overall, in a sense of their passion, their resolve, uh, I think playing even to the underdog, yeah. you know, thing. Um, right. I kind of see them being a team that if anyone can get, really give them a push, I mean, other than the Pittsburgh game, we saw right. that one. Jesse James scored a touchdown, by the way. Just to <laughs> make know. sure it's understood. Yeah, you said I know. My man. I know. Ooh-wee, I can say that for you. Um, I just see this being a closer game than most people think because many yeah. think New England's going to run, run away with it. But this defense... I just yeah, think and, they have the more depth. to prove, man. You know, they, they, that's depth, a great so point in the depth. They'll stay fresh. You know, last year we saw Atlanta kind of wear down. You know, the time yep. of possession really favored New England in the second half, and I think that pass rush in Atlanta got tired. It was hard for them to perform uh, playing and play out when they got yep. tired. And the Eagles have a little more depth. They can 90 take plays. Guys in. They play yeah. 90 plays in that suit. It's a lot that to ask a, a defense. Yep. So I think with the depth the Eagles have, maybe they can stay strong throughout the whole game. You're listening to This Week on NFL No Huddle, and we'll be back with another great interview right after this. Let's say all you want to do is listen to TuneIn live from Radio Row, but all you hear is noise with Bose QC35 Wireless Headphones 2. All you need to do is flip the switch, and suddenly all the Super Bowl talk comes through loud and clear. Bose QC35 Headphones 2 are engineered with world-class noise cancellation, innovative wireless technology, up to 20 hours of battery life. Lose the noise, lose the wires, lose yourself in Super Bowl talk on TuneIn. Visit Bose.com slash huddle to experience Bose QC35 Headphones 2 today. Bose, official sound of Super Bowl 52. Welcome back to This Week on NFL No Huddle. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. As we continue on this week on NFL No Huddle, let's head back to Radio Row in Minneapolis for our coverage of Super Bowl 52. Now let's say hello to Saints head coach Sean Payton. Coach, always good to see you. We know the mantra in coaching is don't get too high, don't get too low. But we're back in Minnesota. Man. You knew where I was going. Listen. How long did it take to shake off that play? It's still going on. I mean, I, I think for a team, it, it's just hard when you when you get into the postseason, you recognize the challenges of getting to this final game, and you're super jealous you're not playing in it. And so when you get close enough to or a game away from and and it comes down to the end like that, I, I think it makes it long, you know more difficult. But, uh, man, we, we've got a good young group, a real good young group, good draft class. Um, it's exciting. Uh, these guys responded well all year. We had about, shoot, 11 guys, 11 starters on IR, and they, they responded the right way. And uh, I'm super excited to get back to work when the offseason program starts. But, no, driving by this building, uh, you know, I think breaking out in a cold sweat was the first, <laughs> you know, and that's hard to do with when yes. it's seven degrees below zero. <laughs> Did you freeze in the process? <laughs> right. A bit frigid here. <laughs> Coach, tell me, uh, you know, you have a backfield that's different than – I think most people in the National Football League for a very, very long time have seen where you have two different dynamics, one that's more of a power runner and the other that has the capabilities of being powerful powerful and Alvin Alvin Kamara, but yet at the same time, he's so elusive as well. You know, 2,000-yard rushers, I mean, when was the last time we've seen 2,000-yard rushers in the backfield and be able to contribute to an offense as well as they did? You know, uh, it's a great question, and it kind of 
evolved and it kind of found itself, honestly, because, you know, free agency comes first in our league and, and we sign Adrian Peterson and compliment, you know, both he and Mark Ingram together. And then as the draft process unfolds and you begin working players out and you go through that, um, you know, you're, you're looking at your board and after the Tennessee workout, we just had a vision for what Kamara could do. Uh, you didn't get a ton of carries at Tennessee, but you saw real good hands, a real comfortable hands, and a very smart, smart player. One of the one of the traits that he has, much like Marshall Falk had in regards to learning, is he never surprises the quarterback. You know, he's a problem solver on the field. And so when that opportunity arose to draft him, now all of a sudden you have three guys. And I think, listen, I think Adrian had a lot to do with the growth of that room mm-hmm. because you have a Hall of Famer who's approaching the off-season program the way he does, and Mark Ingram's uh, coming off a great year, and, and the competition in that room for just touches during training camp and preseason games, uh, it's, it's, it's the greatest thing you can do to bring out the best in a player. Chatting with Saints head coach Sean Payton, who joins us on behalf of Zebra Technologies. You have input when it comes to player personnel, but how much credit do you give to your GM, Mickey Loomis, your entire scouting department, to find not only Alvin Kamara, but we have Marshawn Lattimore in that very chair yesterday. What an impressive young man he is. When we get to NFL honors tomorrow, the Saints might have both the offensive and defensive rookie of the years. Listen, we, we've, we've set up the personnel in a way now where we've, we've done a real good job with, with certain prototypes, and you know, if you're not hitting at a certain degree or a certain percentage, uh, it can impact your team negatively. And, and we went a stretch where, quite honestly, some of the free agent signings and, and, and some of the decisions we made in, in the draft weren't good. And then couple that with Bounty and the picks you lose and all those other things. So these last few classes have done, have done extremely well. Jeff Ireland's been fantastic in that role of coming in. We were together in Dallas. Uh, and being able to type players a certain way um, will communicate closely when it, when it comes to the selection and, and down at the end, you know, ultimately we're going to do what's best for our team. But uh, it's exciting and it's exciting with these young guys. We know, we know Drew Brees is the callus of everything you guys do. Uh, you know, a lot of teams like to work from the inside out and, and all that great stuff to try to establish the core of the football team. But it really starts with number nine. He's had some talent around him for some years, and he's been the reason why they've been so good. But Michael Thomas, I mean, coming out of Ohio State, what did you see in him when grabbing him in the second round uh, where he can actually get to the point where he gives you 196 catches just in two years, which when was the last time we even saw something like that? I mean, it's it's beyond imaginable. He, he, the thing that jumped out on his college tape was his yards after the catch. Um, his willingness to compete for balls, you know, so he is a big player. He's got extremely strong hands in traffic. And when you watch the college tape and you get a chance to see him against some really good players and, and even practice tape and you watch him against Eli Apple or you watch him against other corners in the Big Ten, but there is a physicalness to how he plays you know, and on Thursdays, I like to go out there. It's third down, and I like to, you know, bump and run. That's what they get a lot on third and two to three. And, and I'll go out and jam and jaw with them a little bit. Hmm. And I remember coming off the practice field and in a staff meeting, and I felt like I was in a car wreck. That's how it feels when you when you press him. I mm-hmm. mean, there's just a physical presence to how he plays with his hands. They're violent. Um, he's a guy that 
plays with a lot of confidence and is still getting better. He's Keyshawn's nephew. Yeah. And and so, but man, to his credit, he loves playing. And I'm telling you, when he's done, he's in the treatment room, he's in mm-hmm. the weight room, he's studying. He gets it. He there's not a there he doesn't have any other vices. This is it. And uh he can't wait each day to see what's in the plan for him. Chatting with Sean Payton, who joins us on behalf of Zebra Technologies. Understandably, we've been talking so much about the future Hall of Fame partnership between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. What about what you've enjoyed in New Orleans? Take us back to when Drew Brees joined the franchise. Did you have an instant connection? How did that relationship evolve? Um, it's hard to say. You know, the connection for us, man, we were just post-Katrina, and we were – you know, it was like that scene in Jerry Maguire where he says, who's coming with me? And there's it's crickets. You, like the, we, could, we were having trouble hiring coaches and getting players to come. And so here was Drew, who had just been released. He had the injured shoulder. Unprecedented, really, the injury he had. So there was a little bit of risk in regards to how well could it recover. And I remember him, he and his wife flew in, and we had a PowerPoint made. We had... Coincidentally, it had hired one of the coaches that were was with the Chargers when he was there, and that was Pete Carmichael. And Pete proved, you know, that was it was very important for us because Pete put together some things offensively that they called it terminology-wise there. And man, we had our best foot forward. And I remember taking him out around the area and really being open about this is what it's like now and getting lost because I'd only been there two months, mm-hmm. two hours lost. And now on the phone trying to call Mickey Loomis, hey, I need to get us back to the hotel. And I remember we got back to the hotel. Usually you get an hour and a half, two hours to freshen up. And I was dropping them off downtown at like 6, and dinner was at 6.30. And I remember pulling away saying, he's going to Miami next. There's no way we're going to get him. You know, and it, it, it worked out in a way uh, that it's hard to explain. You know, and, and I, did, I, I do feel like, uh, during that time frame, he saw the level of interest and ultimately the level of risk we were willing to take with his injury. And you can never, you can never predict, but he, he's got good instincts. And uh, you don't take for granted how long you've worked together. When I see him, I still see the same player. But all of a sudden, we're at the Pro Bowl last week, and I see Balin now walking around. So we see age with our children. We Tom don't catches just, up. Yeah, we don't see it with each other. I still... I still see him, Cordell, just like I did when he played at Colorado all the way to – but then you see other measurables and you're like, wow, you're, I can't believe your daughter's this old or your son's this old. Um, but it's been uh, it's been great. Would you be stunned if he doesn't come back to the Saints next year? Yeah. That, that asked a free agent question. You know, we're yeah. looking to make news in the mall as well. No, I know. Listen, I tell you, go have a Cinnabon, drink some warm milk. <laughs> okay, <laughs> relax. Drew Brees is not going any places <laughs> to headline, right? No, he's not going anywhere. Your defense. I mean, they've been tremendous this year. Uh, I think the last time we may have seen this defense, in all due respect, was when Greg Williams was there and you guys mixed it up on the open field, maybe running your 4-3 to getting in the red zone, going 3-4, however. Uh, but this defense this year led by Cameron Jordan. It's giving you 13 sacks throughout the year. You're leading soccer on the team. You're leader on the defense when it came, comes to making plays. How big of a player was he for you this year as far as the morale and the energy he had for this defense? You know, I, I think significant I, I think one of his great strengths is his stamina um, he's he's one of those guys that can play 65 snaps a game and play number three is much like play number 53 um, he's in great shape um, 
then the the acquisition of some of these younger players, uh, even some veteran players, AJ Klein, Manti Te'o. Um, you know, we've got David Onyemata, Sheldon Rankins. Uh, you know, a lot of players playing roles, and then adding to the secondary with the rookie class. Um, Okafor played well till his injury. I mean, so many things uh, go into place to playing good defense. But Cam, uh, look, it was great to see the success he had individually. And there's just an effort about how he plays that forces you on defense. You, you know as well as anyone that you're counting on 11 to the ball as fast as possible. And, and he's one of those guys you know you're going to get at every play. Last one for me. You played the Patriots week two. You've been matching up against Bill Belichick for a very long time. What's the challenge Doug Peterson and his staff has to tackle trying to match which with Belichick and Matt Patricia who's getting ready now to become the head coach in Detroit? Well, I, I think a couple things. I mean, you're paying close attention to how your defense you're paying close attention to how your defense is matching up against New England's offense. I mean, that has to play in the back of your mind. How are we doing? Um, you know, ultimately, you know, the time both of these quarterbacks have to, to throw the football and make decisions is important. You know, who's getting harassed quicker? Last year in the first half, you know, you saw Tom under a little bit more duress than, than you did uh, Matt. So I think paying attention to how the game's unfolding uh, and then recognizing what you want to do in the end. I, I think, obviously, there'll, there'll be a lot of pressure on Foles, you know, coming into this game and, and that feeling that he has to match Tom Brady's performance when, when actually uh, I don't think he has to. I, I think they've played really good defense Philadelphia all season. I think just paying attention to how the game's unfolding uh, on both sides of the ball. And, and I think, look, we say this every year, the kicking game becomes important. You know, there's a punt return, there's a kick returner waiting to become player of the game. And I think coverage units uh, on both sides will, will have to be on point. Finally, you have teamed up with Zebra Technologies. What are the details? Well, they're with the NFL, actually, for the last four years. Um, all the next-gen stats that we get, Leonard Fournette's going 22 miles an hour. All these are the, the chips we have in our pads now that we're able to track. We as a team track every, every movement. So when we practice, I can see that Michael Thomas has traveled today six and a half miles. That's kind of the average of where the receiver would be on a Wednesday. Or I could see what kind of output and, and help reduce soft tissue injuries. Um, but they've been with the league now for four years. They've been in their field of industry for decades. They're the ones, I mean, the, the barcode on your Gatorade, the barcode on your retail stuff at the store, uh, they're directly on the edge of performance. So when you show up looking for uh, a certain product, they can locate it at the store. That's what they do for a living. They do it better than anyone. And, you know, you'll see them continue to, uh, with our league, advance what we're doing technology-wise, whether it's chips and footballs, which exists right now, that's Zebra. Uh, so anything with the, the striped horse, that's what they do, and they do it real good. Always good to see you. Thanks for being generous with your time again here on the NFL on TuneIn. Man, thanks, guys. I appreciate you, you having me on. You're listening to This Week on NFL No Huddle, and we'll be back with another great interview right after this. It's a new year and time for you to explore new podcasts on TuneIn. What better way to celebrate the new year than taking a look back at the best podcasts of 2017? From news and politics to true crime comedy and history favorites we've rounded up our favorites and there's something for everyone shows included dirty john s-town my favorite murder homecoming pod save america 
Start your new year with these podcasts and more. Just search podcasts on TuneIn today. Welcome back to This Week on NFL No Huddle. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Welcome back to This Week on NFL No Huddle, bringing you the biggest names in football, getting ready for Super Bowl 52 from Radio Row in Minnesota. Now let's welcome in Tennessee Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota. Marcus, thank you so much for taking the time. Now, Cordell was known for his versatility, but even Slash never did what you did in the playoffs. Take us through a play that's going to live forever. You threw a touchdown pass to yourself. Uh, You know what? (laughs) Right place at the right time. Um... I was very fortunate um, to just kind of be there and uh, made a play. It's oh, a- you're being humble. I need more details. He's a good guy. I really, honestly, uh, I got to send a gift basket to, to Darrell because uh, if he didn't knock it knock it up, I think Marcus Peters might have had a shot to pick it off. Yeah, now, was that the right football play, Cordell? Because you're told to knock it down. Yeah, well, the thing was, he looked like he was trying to make a play, and he looked like he tried to knock it down. You were trying to make a yeah. play by throwing it back in the end zone, but... Darrell Revis is standing right there. He knocks it down. You have the awareness to be able to catch it and score the touchdown. That's the type of stuff you guys did in the second half a lot this year. You know, being able to battle back. Uh, you may have Derrick Henry in the fourth quarter. You know how strong he gets. He gets to become a strong runner as the game goes on. What part of that in you guys, when going in the locker room, you talk about? Is it something that you have a conversation about or it just naturally happens where in the second half you know you have to turn it up? You know, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, great adjustments. Uh, and then on top of that, I think guys just made plays. Derek, uh, especially in the fourth quarter, when you can lean on somebody like that, a big back, uh, give him volume, get, let, get him rolling, uh, he's a special player. And then on top of that, uh, guys just made plays at the end of games, and we were able to come out with a few victories. Chatting with Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota joins us on behalf of Spam. You have a new head coach in Mike Vrabel. I know it's a new period of transition for you, but what are those early conversations like with your new head coach? They've been great. They've been great. Uh, I've, I was fortunate enough the last couple weeks to be in Nashville, so I got a chance to sit down with him. And his vision, uh, his mentality, I think, is going to sit well with the guys. And um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm real excited. Well, he mentioned a lot of great things about you and seeing the relationship that you guys needed to have in order to be really, really good. Mike Malarkey, you know, I had him when I was in Pittsburgh, and, and, and he always talked about you in a very positive way. What did he mean to your game, your progression in your game, based on what he was giving you, whether it was 38 balls, 39 Bob? You remember all that stuff, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Of course you do. That's a play call for those who are not listening. Uh, those who don't know, a run play. Um, how instrumental was he in that progress of, of being a quarterback in this game? He helped me out a lot. Um, you know, I thought he did a great job of helping me understand fronts, uh, you know, getting in and out of good run plays, uh, doing a good job of just understanding situations. And, um, you know, I, I was honestly, I was sad to see him go. I thought he did a great job for us. Um, but at the same time, I think John Robinson has done an awesome job of putting the team first and uh, I trust whatever he's trying to do and I, and uh, I believe he made a good decision. And Marcus, now that you've been on the scene for a few years, do you feel like the culture of the organization has changed? Not too long ago, not a lot of wins. You knock it up to nine wins last year, nine wins this year, and you make it all the way to the divisional round of the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. And that and that started with uh, our GM and, and really Coach Malarkey. Um, they, they really changed the tide of, of the culture. They really got guys to, to buy in and believe. And when you have that and guys are all kind of on the same page, you have, you have a lot of chance for success. As a quarterback, uh, we've all, and I say we, being a former quarterback, we've all find someone or, or look towards someone to model our game behind. When you see the game actually being played the way it's being played by Tom Brady, you know he's improving every single year. 
what have you what do you need to improve on in order to get to the level where you know what when we get to the postseason we may have an opportunity to get to the big game yeah i think there's a couple things for me um in terms of, of football it's the footwork um i think at times i was inconsistent i got inaccurate when my feet were all over the place yeah. if i can kind of clean that up uh, I can be a more consistent passer. And then outside of that, I think the way that, that Tom has done preparing his body physically uh, year in and year out, uh, I can really take a page of that and, and learn from. Chatting with Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota joins us on behalf of Spam. We'll talk about that wonderful delicacy in a moment. How about the challenge that Nick Foles, Doug Peterson, the rest of the Eagles offensive staff have? And they have the benefit of two weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl. As you're breaking down tape, trying to anticipate what Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia are going to send at you, what was that like for you getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs? Yeah, Just a little bit of uncertainty. You're not sure what you're going to see. Um, they do a good job of mixing up a whole lot of different things. And, um, you know, at times we, we sat down and talked about it. You're going to have to, uh, unfortunately, kind of diagnose and see what's going on while the game is going because you you're not going to be able to, to prepare against every single look and um, that's what they do they do a good job of it and uh, that's how they can cause some com communication issues and some confusion when you look at the national football league in the direction it's going in for is the rpos when you have the spread offense you know what's your strengths when it comes down to being that qb because you somewhat read some rpos when you was at oregon before you came into the national football league would you like to have that back to help you have that double read and you can either run it or you can even pass it or just stick with the, tradi the traditional routes of, of just being able to drop back three step five step seven step bootleg and quarterback draws i think a combination of it um you know, I think the traditional stuff, it's solid. It's going to get you uh, moving the chains. It's going to get you what you need. And at the same time, I think if you have a little bit of a sprinkle, a little bit of a, a, a difference when you come in with the RPOs, uh, you, can, you can make it tough on defenses. And I think that whole side of it, the RPO stuff, um, it, it, makes it, it makes it challenging for the defenses. You kind of dictate to them how the game is played, and, um, you know, we'll see how it unfolds. Super Bowl week, all about fun and festivity, so I don't want to get too deep, but what does leadership mean to you? Because we have a notion of what a quarterback is supposed to sound like, and it's the old school, rah, rah, follow me, we're going to do this together. feels like you have a different approach. Well, I think there's different ways to lead. Um, I, I believe that as a leader, you have to develop a relationship with your guys. You have to have an understanding and, and being able to relate to them. Um, so really, uh, for me, I just be myself. I try to relate to these guys. I, I try to uh, understand how they how they tick and how I can help them out. And then from there, just just be the best player that I can be. So being that you've gotten to Nashville, uh, what is it you like to do? Because sometimes you like to keep it hardcore football all the time, but you're a human being as well. Being in Nashville is a beautiful city. I mean, there's a lot to offer, tons of culture. Uh, what is it about Nashville you love uh, that'll stop you from going back home to the Minnesota? Seeing the Predator games, you enjoy Absolutely. playoff hockey, right? The, the Preds games are awesome. Uh, music City, obviously, the music everywhere is incredible. Uh, play a little golf. Golfing out there is awesome as well. How's your golf game? Um, I'm all right. I'm all <laughs> right. Okay. I can hit it around a little bit. That's what's up. <laughs> but I, I mean, Nashville is a great city. Great city, and it's uh, it's one that I, I'm I've had the pleasure to play for, and um, it's it's when it's quite enjoyable. Finally, you are proudly from Hawaii, having spent some time and enjoying my time on the islands. I've seen spam everywhere in Hawaii. So what do we need to know about spam? Well, you know what, spam has been like you said, it's been a part of my life forever. Um, it's, it's such a quick and easy meal. Uh, for us back home, we usually do it with breakfast. We can do it with uh, spam and eggs. 
Um, other times we, we make a little snack. It's called Spam Musubi. And basically what it is is you it's a, basically a block of rice, and then you put uh, Spam on top of it, and you wrap it in uh, seaweed. And it's kind of like a... Wait, wait, wrap it in seaweed? It's kind of like a Spam sushi. Okay. And it's a quick, easy bite to eat, and uh, it's really good. And... Um, What's really cool too is Spam's doing this thing where they on on their website spam.com uh, you can check out a bunch of recipes uh, for game days, game day snacks, and uh, just kind of alternative things. Oh man, that's a chicken salad wrap. What are you talking about? That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's good. That's awesome. Awesome. Mark, it's good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. You're listening to This Week on NFL No Huddle, and we'll be back with another great interview right after this. Catch all new episodes of some of your favorite podcasts early with TuneIn First Play. You can listen to new episodes from some of your favorite shows, like Haunted Places by Parcast. Every episode, I take you to the scariest haunted places on Earth. Hollywood and Crime by Wondering. We also tested the purse for fingerprints. Nothing viable there either. And Uncivil by Gimlet before they're available anywhere else. Where we ransack America's past. And discover that history is only kind to those who write it. Search First Play Podcast and listen early. Listen often. Listen today. Welcome back to This Week on NFL No Huddle. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. This is a special edition of This Week on NFL No Huddle with comprehensive coverage of Super Bowl 52 from Radio Row in Minneapolis. Here's our conversation with Cowboys tight end and future Hall of Famer, Jason Witten. Jason, thanks so much for taking the time. Obviously, Tony Roma, one of your dearest friends. The Tony Romo that we're all seeing on television now. Is that the real Tony Romo? My goodness, he has a lot of energy and he's got a lot to say. That excitement that he's uh, he's calling these games with, I mean, it's, it's off the charts. You know what I mean? It's... Uh I don't, you know, I thought it maybe would 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 kind of uh, fall off a little bit, but if anything, it just amped up he even got more, more and more. Up in the playoffs. But, yeah, but you know, those quarterbacks, they can they have a tendency to call <laughs> plays and know where the ball is going. But you know, I'm happy for him. He made a tough transition for players to kind of leave that industry and go into where he went and with the with the with Jim Nance and have that opportunity. He did a tremendous job, and uh, you know, he seems like he's enjoying it. You're seeing the passion that he has for the game, and uh, he's doing a great job. I mean, he's with the number one team, so. It it doesn't hurt to go from where he was and in Jerry's world, so to speak, hanging out with yourself to to being with Jim Nance, who's one of the best in all of the business. But was he as talkative when he was with you guys there in Dallas, whether it be in the huddle, whether it's in the locker room? Because I understand the relationship between you two were very good. You guys lockers together. You guys travel together to Mexico and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, was he as talkative? Yeah, I mean, he always was talking, and and he, you know, he had this unique way of like he was always teaching, you know, and I mean, so he's like he keeps going and going and going with the story. It's like we're on like the fourth story. We forgot what the original story was even all about, and so you're seeing that personality to him. I think, you know, when you play that position, especially in Dallas, the expectations are extremely high, and when you don't win the ultimate goal. You know, there's there can be some criticism with that, especially when you're coming in Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman, so many great quarterbacks. And for him, I think people are now seeing, you know, his the, a better side of just how genuine he is, energetic, good personality. He's having a lot of fun, doing a good job with it. We're chatting with Cowboy tight end Jason Witten, who joins us on behalf of Schwanz. When we think about the tight ends in this matchup, some remarkable talents as Rob Gronkowski's coming out of the concussion protocol. We think about Gronk being so physical, but as a peer, and you're on your way to the Hall of Fame, what makes him so special in terms of being a receiver as well? I don't think he gets enough credit for his hands. Yeah, I think I would start there. I mean, he is, to be as big 
as he is and, and and not just his height but i mean he's a thick guy uh he's very rangy i mean meaning that tom can put that ball anywhere in the vicinity and he's going to come down with it and uh, that's a great trait and tom does that i mean yeah there are details to their routes but there's a lot of freedom you see you know he'll run a seam inside of the numbers it'll be two yards outside of the numbers it'll be two yards off the hash but tom has confidence in him they've rehearsed it and done it so many times he can put the ball exactly where he wants it. And then, and then of course, Rob just makes some great catches. So he's big, he's strong, he's physical, great understanding of the game, competitive, and, uh, you know, a great quarterback that's putting it where he wants it. I think that's a really good formula. I know he'll get out of that protocol, and he's excited for this game. Jason, the game is hard enough already as is. And when you get over, when you get to the 10-year plateau, you know, of course, there's a lot of question marks in, in why you keep coming back to the game. And you add on to it with yours being in the game for 15 years. A new quarterback on in the latter part of your career how tough is it and what drives you to consistently be as good as you've been yeah well I think early on uh when you switch to, to quarterbacks um you find yourself that you you become in like a little bit of a teacher mode but I think the thing that allowed me to make that an easier process or seamless process is Dak deserves the credit because he loved the game so he was always trying to learn he was always trying to study and get hey what do you think about this and so when the guy has passion and he's a good young talented player but he wants to study he wants to do all the things as a veteran you know that excites you you know and and i think it energizes you in a lot of ways because you find yourself in this new relationship and so you see a guy with a lot of talent but then he's doing all the details to give himself a chance to be successful um that 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 made it interesting for me a lot of fun but i think the latter part of your career the motivation is just the opportunity to, to be able to go at it again. Been healthy, fortunate. In my game, Cordell, it's, just, it's never been, you know, running by guys. I mean, even when I was 21, it's mm-hmm. always been about leverage, understanding coverages, attacking guys. And so, you know, I feel like I, I've got a good understanding the older I get. That, and I love being a part of that is, hey, I can I can find that. And, and there's, a, there's a little bit, uh, there's a method behind all that of finding soft that spots. Madness, right? and, yeah, right. and, and being able to get open and so um you know i love to have an opportunity to do it certainly i just take it a year a year year to year at this point in my career and you're still getting it done at a very high level scheduled to come back next year are you blown away by what tom brady's doing because we're trying to come up with a precedent in any sport and he is just spectacular yeah it's rare you know I, i'm not sure what the whole avocado salad <laughs> breakdown is all about but it's available here at yeah. the mall you just got to wander down to your left i tell you what though it deserves a lot of credit i mean and really I'm saying that in a joking way. I mean, all the things he's done and, uh, you know, he just continues to fight all father time. But it seems as if, I mean, in that position, it's probably a little bit easier to do it than others. But, I mean, even that task, I mean, mentally, that preparation at that position, on and on, he seems to have like a joy about it. He seems energetic and, uh, you know, guys understand it. And so he's playing that position. I really believe his last five years have been the best years of his career. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to see now at 40 years old what he's doing and how he's playing the position. I know this Philadelphia team is a little different without Carson Wentz. Uh, you guys obviously play against him twice. Uh, what's tough about this defense uh, when it comes down to what Tom Brady's going to have to go up against? Because they can play literally for 60 minutes better than most. Uh, that front four is about as good as it gets. What do you see them being able to do to a Tom Brady considering at the time in which he's in, in his career? Yeah, well, I first off, say with that rush, I mean, they, they have much more than four, I and mean, they have six or seven. I mean, uh, they have the rookie that comes in and, and, and rushes well. They got Chris Long that comes off the edge as a backup. Um, but but really for me, and, and a lot of people don't know this about them just because it's very unassuming back in, 
but you know Jim Schwartz is of their defense coordinator is of that Bill Belichick tree mm-hmm. and his ability to disguise coverages and to play down in distance you know I mean now they got beat on a number of double moves uh, towards the end of the season just because they're they're so aggressive and so uh, yeah they got to handle that a little bit but they have a great understanding of coverages disguising it they play a number of different looks they'll challenge you man to man one week the next week it'll be all cover four you know and so he disguises it really well and and there'll be the uh ability to adjust within the game that'll set it apart for for um new england and they do a good a job as anybody with that chatting with jason witten who joins us on behalf of schwann's you have plenty of good football in front of you i mentioned though the hall of fame we'll find out the new class on saturday do you allow yourself as an active player to think about Canton, Ohio? Because I'll say it if you're not going to. Undeniably, you are a Hall of Famer. Look at the numbers. Look at your resume. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You know, I've really never allowed myself to do that. I mean, I know a lot of guys say that, but I really have. And this year, we went up there to the experience for Jerry getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I just kind of looked around, you know, and it was probably the first time in my life that, or my career that I was able to kind of let my mind wander a little bit and say, man, wow, just what an honor it would be to join these guys. I mean, so many great players that make up our game from so many different generations. So, uh, you know, I never played for that, but ultimately that that's, I'm just humbled and honored to even be mentioned with some of those greats. Give us an idea about Jerry's world, you know, from the, from the new dome you guys have slash stadium to the practice facility. How great is it? Cause from afar, I'm like, man, he's, these guys are living the life. I mean, how great is it to know that you can be inside working out and see the field down below and all that great stuff and even have fans come out and hang out with you guys every once in a while? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the ultimate player's dream. You know, a lot of people can't handle it. You know, the, the lights are bright, yeah. you know, and, and they stay bright. And so with that <laughs> becomes expectations, a standard in which you do it. And for a lot of guys, they, they view that as a distraction or, you know, feel like that things are are more important than football and that's not the case i mean uh, he's going to give you every tool he's loyal um passionate drive and so I, i'm just so fortunate in the last 15 years i've been able to be a part of it with such a great organization and great management finally as i mentioned you have teamed up with schwads and their home meal advantage what are the details yeah they got a home meal advantage package going for fans allowing uh, they'll deliver it you know, either on game day or any day. It's a great package, doing a lot of great work, and I'm honored to be a part of it. You can check more of it out at schwanz.com. Jason, we admire your hard work, your tenacity, and as I said, I think you know you have a, a few more years ahead of you if that's important to you. Thanks so much for joining us today on the NFL on TuneIn. All right, thanks for having me on. You're listening to This Week on NFL No Huddle, and we'll be back with another great interview right after this. Let's say all you want to do is listen to TuneIn live from Radio Row, but all you hear is noise with Bose QC35 Wireless Headphones 2. All you need to do is flip the switch, and suddenly all the Super Bowl talk comes through loud and clear. Bose QC35 Headphones 2 are engineered with world-class noise cancellation, innovative wireless technology, up to 20 hours of battery life. Lose the noise, lose the wires, lose yourself in Super Bowl talk on TuneIn. Visit Bose.com slash huddle to experience Bose QC35 Headphones 2 today. Bose, official sound of Super Bowl 52. Welcome back to This Week on NFL No Huddle. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. As we close out this week on NFL No Huddle, let's take one more trip back to Radio Row in Minnesota for our coverage of Super Bowl 52. Pleased to be joined by one of the best running backs in all of football, Kareem Hunt of the Chiefs, who joins us on behalf of FedEx. Kareem, great to see you. Take us back to last night. At what point did your phone start blowing up with the news that Alex Smith is heading to Washington? Uh, around 7 o'clock, and uh, 
you know, I was actually at dinner when I found out and, you know, kind of some shocking news because uh, such a great season he had, you know, his best. And, uh, you know, Alex is a great teammate, great leader, and, you know, he's fun to be around. Kareem, when you look at the team you guys had, everything derived around you and, and, and Tariq Hill based on you guys' talent and speed. And, and I thought this year alone uh, we had an opportunity to see Alex Smith spread the field because of you guys' guys' ability. What will Patrick Mahomes bring to the table that's a little bit different than what Alex Smith did be, was able to bring? You know, uh, Patrick is a great quarterback. You know, he got a very strong arm. You know, he'll be able to make that deep ball throw. And, uh, you know, actually he'll probably even stand in that pocket a little bit longer, you know, break some tackles back there and, you know, still complete a pass. And, you know, he got a different, you know, talent. And, you know, he likes to keep the plays alive. He's always keeping his eyes downfield and, you know, trying to make big plays. Clearly, when you got the first check, you realized, I'm in professional football. I'm in the National Football League. This is different than college. But did the news last night also point out that football is a business? You have these relationships, and everything can change in a minute. Yeah, honestly, it does. And, uh, you know, a lot of people told me that. And, you know, real life is a business. And, you know, you see how fast things can change. Yeah, you, you can. And, and one thing I know for sure, when you guys played this last year, you guys went on a five-game winning streak. And then it kind of got to a lull in the middle from Pittsburgh all the way down to the Jets, even though the Jets was one of those breakout games that you guys needed to make that run in the end. Give me your take on coming out of Toledo and now being in the National Football League. What do you think you may need to change? Because it's gone for what, maybe 11 or 12 games to now 16 plus games. As far as your body, your mentals, what do you think you need to change next season to have that endurance throughout? Uh, honestly, uh, I feel like uh, I felt pretty good all year long. And, uh, you know, I just got to continue doing a great job of just, you know, training my body and get it ready for the you know, the long wear and tear on my body and just, you know, make sure I'm in the training room each and every day, you know, early, you know, after practice, you know, after meetings and, you know, making sure I'm doing every little thing to just take care of my body. We're chatting with Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt who joins us on behalf of FedEx. Cordell's being nice. He didn't use the word that's out there. You've heard it. Rookie wall. So take us through your season. Week 11, week 12. Did you feel differently because you look very good down the stretch as well? Uh, no, I, I actually, I felt really good, you know, and you know, I really didn't, my body didn't feel really, really different at all. You know, of course, you're going to have a couple nicks and bruises, but, you know, I, I had that back in college. And, you know, you have little things that's going to nag a little bit, but, you know, nothing to really stop me from being able to play 100%. And, you know, I was able to just go out there and, you know, give it my all each and every game. Well, the reason I didn't mention rookie wall, because I didn't see a rookie wall. I just saw a team that actually sputtered. You lose Eric Berry on defense. Uh, the defense that was that was really good as far as getting turnovers, being able to somewhat get good field position for your offense. Mm -hmm. Give me your take when you lose a leader like Eric Berry. What does it do to the entire team? Because his story within itself, what, what he's gone through personally, is inspirational to that football team. You know, uh, Eric Berry is, you know, one of our best. He is. He probably is our best defense player. You know, he's a great leader. You know, he's a guy you want on that field with you. And, uh, you know, he's always down to go for war for his team. And, uh you know, you need guys like that to lead by example and just, just going to give it 100% at all time. You know, he's been through so much, and, uh, you know, there's no excuses when you go out there and play football. Like Chatting with Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt, who joins us on behalf of FedEx. We'll give you all the details coming up. You have knowledge of both of these teams, right? I mean, if you think about how things played out this year, yeah. week one, we turn on NBC, and my goodness, look at what your team's doing on the road to Gillette Stadium. Then Philadelphia came to Kansas City. What did you take away in terms of your thoughts for the big game, the head-to-head -head matchup, because a lot of people are just putting Philadelphia back in that box of being an underdog once more. Uh, honestly, uh, the Eagles are a great team, and uh, 
their defense is really solid and you know they're, they're a tough team to beat and you know we had to play them early in the season when you know they had Winston a bunch of great other players you know and you know the Eagles should not be an underdog you know I, I have the most respect for those guys and uh you know it's gonna be a great game when you watch Philly of course Nick Foles um, he kind of reminds you of, 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 I would say, an Alex Smith in a sense. Uh, people don't give him enough credit, but he still goes out and does a great job. Yeah. When you watch Philly, especially on the defensive side, because you had to see it, give me your take. Do they have enough on that side of the football? Because you guys really went into New England and did a phenomenal job. I thought that was the best game plan that I've seen of Andy Reid with, with uh, Alex Smith all year. But do you, you think they have enough on the defensive side of the football to be able to play for maybe 60-plus minutes because a lot of teams that played against them weren't able to finish and it kind of laid off in the second half? Uh, honestly, I, I think I think they do. And uh, like I said, I'm just looking for a good game. And uh, I really don't know Who's going to bring it away is whoever plays the best that night. Come on. We need you to guarantee a victory. We need some <laughs> headlines here, Kareem. You have figured out how it works in the NFL. Just don't commit to anything and don't have any blowback for you. You told us before the mics got rolling, you just got back from the Pro Bowl. Take us through the entire week. We're watching on TV. We're listening on the radio. Feels like there's a lot of fun surrounding all of the festivities. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a it's a great time out there. You know, you get to enjoy it with your family, you know, your closest friends and you know, just being able to enjoy it with, you know, some of the best of the best players out there. And, uh, you know, from the showdown, uh, you know, the skills challenge, uh, just being out, being able to go out there and compete on the, you know, on a Sunday, you know, it's pretty cool because, you know, we really got that locker room environment, you know, just to join together with all these guys from different teams. When I went to the Pro Bowl, this was a long, long time ago. You may have been four or five years old. <laughs> um, we went to Hawaii. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, Hawaii nice. was a tremendous amount of fun. But what you have now going to the Pro Bowl in places like Orlando, it's a little bit different. You guys get a chance to go to Disney. Yeah. You have more family members and friends that can come to the game. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, they allow you guys to have, I would say, a little bit more fun, maybe because of the skill things that you guys are doing for us, the diving through all of the sponges or whatever you guys do in the skill skills oh, yeah. competition. Uh, but tell me, how much fun overall is it? Other than just playing football, how much fun and how much did you learn from the other guys too as well? You know, uh, it was a lot of fun just, you know, being able to do that stuff like that and play dodgeball. You know, it really took you back, you know, made you feel real young again. Middle, you know, doing, high, middle elementary school. Yeah, right? doing stuff like that. And uh, honestly, I learned a lot from the, the older guys. You know, I spent a lot of time with, you know, Todd Gurley and, you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, some other, you know, FedEx, you know, uh, player, ground and player nominees. And uh, honestly, you know, it's just they was just telling me, you know, you got to keep your body healthy and uh, just – you know, keep going out there like you never made it and, you know, just always attack. Kareem, never easy to talk about yourself, but we knew about you coming out of Toledo as we were doing our draft preparation and the nation saw you on that Thursday night. You get that first touch, a little bit of a miscue, but you bounce back in a magnificent way. How quickly did year one in the NFL go by for you? Uh, it went by very quickly. You know, I had some ups and downs and uh, didn't start the way I wanted it to. And uh, honestly, I, I didn't want to look back or uh, even go back to, you know, having something like that happen to me the rest of the year or But you shook career. it off instantly. Oh, didn't yeah. slow you down at all that night, nor for the rest of the season. No, I kind of lit a fire under me, I'd have to say. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I really wanted to, you know, be successful. And, you know, I came in with a little bit of, you know, uptight a little bit. So I feel like that's a reason why it happened. And. You know, just thinking about not making a mistake. And, then, you know, I, I went out there and made one. So, you know, I had to forget about that and, you know, go out there and play football. 
What surprises you most about the National Football League in comparison to the college league? Uh, I have to say the speed and uh, the size. You know, these guys are, you know, some big guys out here. You know, everybody's good. Yeah, everybody's good. Everybody was the man in college. Everybody was the man in high school. So, you know. And now you here you are part of Super Bowl week. Let's wrap it up talking about the great people of FedEx. I lost my mind. I forgot to bring my gloves here to Minnesota. Thanks to FedEx, my family sent them from Southern California. <laughs> what do we need to know about what's going on with FedEx? Uh, honestly, you can get on Twitter. You know, make sure you vote for me. Hunt, hashtag Aaron Ground. And, uh, you know, if I win, you know, $50,000 goes to, you know, USO and my name. So, you know, make sure you vote for me. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I'd appreciate that a lot. Cordell's on Twitter right now. How many times are you going to vote, Cordell? <laughs> a couple times. Just a couple. We need to get Brian to vote. We need to get him involved in this stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. My, my four Twitter followers yeah, will jump on oh, my that, train. Kareem, thank you for joining us. I know it's a long week. Congratulations on a great year one in the NFL. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to This Week on NFL No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Listen live weekdays from 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on the NFL on TuneIn. The National Football League is on. Tune in.